A young hooded man spots a businesswoman walking down the city street, chatting on her phone. He runs after her, getting closer and closer until he grabs her. Just as the speeding car that ran the light zooms past, missing her by inches. So how many of you thought the young man was black? I bet all of you imagined the businesswoman to be white. These racial biases were central to the tragic death of George Floyd, whose murder sparked a nationwide reckoning on racism. Even America's businesses touted more diversity, equity, and inclusion. Hi, Brent, and hi, Heidi. Hello. Hello. How are you both doing? Not too bad. Good, good. The push for diversity, inclusion, for us to look at ourselves and reflect a little bit on the the makeup of our organizations. Is that still going on? I find it kind of interesting because... The work we do is longitudinal. So if we're working with clients, we want long-term changes and long-term solutions that really make a fundamental difference. With the clients we have strong relationships with who share that belief, it's interesting to see two years on what they implemented after George Floyd's murder. It's starting to bear fruit. Across the business sector in general, though, it's become crickets. Yeah, it's almost as if, I hate to use the phrase, but the flavor of the month. Oh, we must do diversity, equity, and inclusion. So let's set up a panel, let's hire some people, let's do DE&I work. And then something else becomes the most important. Fuel prices, climate change, supply chain, chip shortage. We like to say when something's a challenge, we like to blame all of them. The litany of things. Start with the pandemic and work your way through the litany. I mean, there are plenty of absolutely genuine diversions to to sort of steer us off that message. But the message is still as pertinent now as it it was when the murder of George Floyd happened. It it was important prior to that. Yeah. That highlighted its importance. And we would hope that they would continue to embrace and engage that. But many people aren't. And if you're wondering and you're thinking, well, isn't this just a culture and a nice to have and fuel prices? That's really the critical issue right now. If that's what you're going to put forward. What Brent's talking about with diversity was an issue before the pandemic. Yes. That is data-based and more true than you can imagine. There is extensive research looking at heterogeneous teams. So teams with different points of view are fundamentally better at spotting risk, fundamentally more productive, and more thoughtful at reaching outcomes. Right, right. There is the potential that you'll be more innovative, more creative, and more engaged the more diverse you are. I mean, I should imagine that you know, and I could be completely off on this, but the chance of a company or an organization being more diverse, you have a higher potential for that to happen in a place like a city, like New York, where you have a more diverse community anyway. That's so cute that you think that. (laughs) Well, diversity is a really interesting question. I work with an organization right now that has a very social conscious mission, and that is their core work. One of their key diversity issues is they refuse to shut up and listen to their data person because that data person is a different point of view. 
and a different piece of insight that challenges their assumptions and pushes them to question their approaches. And that's uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. In American business, when we say diversity, many people think race, ethnicity, gender, that is part of it. There's also that neurodiversity, people that think differently than you, people that process different than you. Isn't that a good thing? That is a wonderful thing. <laughs> but then again, that would go back to that old phrase that ducks hire ducks and donkeys hire donkeys. When the hiring manager is interviewing, they are going to be comfortable with someone like them that thinks like them, that acts like them. Right. And they have to be educated and understand those unconscious biases. And the more diverse, the better it is for the organization. Yeah. And, and it's hard. It's hard to work with people that are different. Yeah. I think that it's really, and Brent kind of hits on this, I think that there's a lot to consider and dig into with that word diversity and what you want to achieve with mm. those goals. And there was a story recently in the press, Scotland has passed new legislation providing free menstruation materials to oh, yeah, yeah. all people who menstruate. So yeah. this is a program that needs to yeah. be deployed. The person who runs this program will be offering information, materials, setting up the program, doing the press for it. And they hired a white male to do it. Yeah. I, I think that if nothing else, that is a decision worth looking at to ask on a skills basis, on an achievement basis, on a point of view basis, what do you want in that role? Yep. It's actually a bad and good decision to provoke a discussion within a business as to what do you want from this? Yeah, and He's probably a great program manager and he probably has success in the past. Does he have the skills to do this job? Yeah. yeah, it's probably perfectly capable of doing it. But what are you projecting and into what, the environment? And what may he be missing? Yeah. Living in the States, of course, we've all got a, a very strong opinion on what a group of elderly white men had to say about women's rights. Yes. Looking at my industry, as a, even as a freelance editor, if I knew a... Spanish-speaking editor, someone whose family may have originally been from somewhere in South America. That's an advantage to me, you know. Not only do I not mm -hmm. speak Spanish, but I don't know all the, the cultural nuances. It potentially opened up my business to be able to make content for South America. Exactly. <laughs> we had a couple check-ins with clients this past week where there have been long-term initiatives some of the ones who have been most successful in carrying forward thoughtful results from this change that happened two years ago, those have been organizations that have focused not on hiring the right faces or the diversity of perspective. That's important, yeah. yes. The ones who have really maintained and dug in and have done some interesting work are the ones who have made systemic changes to their mission to expand their services, yeah, like yeah. you were talking about, to a diverse set of perspectives that wouldn't have been allowed in previously. Wouldn't been on the company's radar. Um, yep. Playing devil's advocate here, 
do you think there is some subconscious resistance to this because in this very woke age there may be some cultural differences that manifest themselves in a way that may cause friction between the groups in an office friction that bosses don't want to deal with therefore they're pretending they care about it but really they're not proactive in any way shape or form i'd like to think i'm barking up the wrong tree but i'm not i I think it's completely possible that people are avoiding dealing with the problem because it's too complicated for them to deal with right it is hard to work in a group that is diverse yeah it's a challenge but that type of environment gives you so much yeah that you learn to deal with it where do you think that could be fixed in the industry is that a recruitment fix Recruitment is almost never the source of the fix. Right. The source of the fix is finding the space to be thoughtful, noisy, and messy. If working in a heterogeneous group has more stressors, has more conflict, Mm. you have to be open to taking on that discussion. One of our clients, a choreography nonprofit, they have just set themselves up to do a dance incubation of men dancing on ballet point. Oh my word. It is a very small population. It's a small of population. Men that do point. Yeah, yeah. It has taken for this nonprofit organization complex conversations, discussions around how diverse do we want to be? Who are we overlooking? Yeah. And it's those messy conversations that cause you to question, are we not only getting a qualified candidate in, but are we bringing in a candidate who can help us grow and challenge us? Yeah. And are the programs and the services we are offering complex, nuanced, and interesting? And very often in the workplace, the response is, I'm so busy we're too busy. We don't have the time. And because everyone is so busy, that pushback to take the time, and as you said, hire a bilingual editor. Yeah, It's going to take you longer to find that person, to establish your relationship, to build out expectations. It's going to be a more complicated path. Yes, And that's why diversity is a choice to do complex things, knowing that the outputs you're going to get should be financially better and a better quality of output. We recently had a client tell us that, you know, I figured out what my challenge is around diversity. We keep trying to hire people through Indeed. We're not hitting different populations because the population that applies through that particular software is one probably fairly broad demographic, but it is one demographic. There are other demographics that they wanted to touch and attempt to, to draw into their circle. So they had to go outside of their norm of doing business. And is that through like networking, business groups, anything? Advertising in different areas. Yeah. 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 Going to doing outreach. Unique perspective. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. What have we got on uh, the cards for next week, Heidi? What now? What now in a funny accent? Mm. Can Can we say that again? Is it a cat like? What now? (laughs) Okay. 
Thank you, Heidi, and thank you, Brent. All right. Talk next week. See you next week.